and, and welcome, welcome back, back to, to Filmsplain, Film the podcast where two girls who should have gotten their degrees in film studies but couldn't because it wasn't available at their college until their final semester try to explain all things film. I'm your co-host, Kim Suyuki, she, her pronouns. And I'm your co-host, Sadie's, also she, her pronouns. And with award season coming to a close, we thought it'd be fitting to talk about the systemic racism within award shows. And disclaimer, this is we're filming this a day before the Oscars, and we're releasing it like two days after the Oscars happen, so we won't have the our commentary on who wins um, mm-hmm. each category and whatnot, but we thought we'd talk about the history and that sort of thing, especially with how the nominations for this 2023 <laughs> Oscars is looking out. Let's start off with, you did a lot of uh, notes on this person, so I want to let okay. you start on them. Yeah, so I think the what I want to start off with is um, Merle Oberon. Um, so by technicality, she is the first woman of color to be nominated for an Academy Award in 1936. However, if you remember, Michelle, uh, there was a lot of talk about Michelle Yeoh being the first Asian identifying woman mm-hmm. to be nominated for Best Actress, and that is technically correct, but people were like, oh, why are you being like politically correct and that sort of mm-hmm. thing? But it was, that is technically correct because Oberon did not identify as Asian American. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was born in what is considered now Mumbai to a white British father and a mixed South Asian mother. And I feel like that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> that her identity was very much at contention with British colonialism and have that whole, that whole can of worms in there. Um, and so she took really great care to obscure where she was born and her biracial background. What she would tell people is that she was born in Tasmania, um, which is a, I think it's a little island in Australia. And then she would say that her birth certificate was burned up in a fire so that people couldn't verify where she was born. Um, and she would also unfortunately bleach her skin and wore white makeup and then took on a British accent because she wanted to be a leading lady in Hollywood. I believe it was her and her grandmother who came over to America and she was like, oh, I want to be, you know, in Hollywood movies and that sort of thing. However, this was very much during a time in which that wasn't accepted. And especially since and it, we're going to go a little bit more into this a little later, mm-hmm. but the Hayes Code was in place, which pretty much was like, oh, you aren't allowed to depict interracial relationships mm-hmm. in movies. So it made getting leading lady parts so hard because it was just like, especially in old, old black and white film Hollywood, mm-hmm. it was just romance and love stories and all that sort of fun, great stuff. I think a big thing with Oberon is just not automatically jumping to the, oh, she must have not been proud of her heritage conclusion because it's the circumstances in which she was existing in Hollywood and wanted to be somebody who was not just a stereotypical part because especially during that time for a lot of um, Asian Americans and Asian roles it was a lot of yellow face it was a lot of horrible horrible stereotypes you go way back and see those and you just see the yellow face and the awful costuming and that sort of thing and so it was just very much stereotypes and that sort of thing and she wanted to not play into that and she wanted to be a leading lady but it's hard to be a leading lady when you when you get jammed into these sort of roles Mm -hmm. and so yeah it was incredibly unpopular during the 1900s to cast people of color in a movie at all but especially as a leading role Mm -hmm. but I but especially I think the next person we definitely want to talk about and Sadie's did a lot of research and has done a lot of research yeah prior um (laughs) was about Hattie McDaniels so I'll let you talk about that yeah um before I get into her I will say too like I think even now but especially at that time like it was so hard to be um a woman of color presented in the media at all without Mm -hmm. feeling like you had to be like basically the closer you were to white the more likely you were to be successful the Mm -hmm. light whether that be like the lighter your skin things like that Mm -hmm. and that's 
kind of where stuff like the like bleaching her skin comes mm-hmm. from as well like we don't that's why representation is really important and that's why that's something we're going to talk about a lot through all of our episodes but mm-hmm. anyways that was just like my little tidbit of so you guys know like why we think it's important to talk about mm-hmm. these things she's also i think the first person of color like nominated for an academy as well mm-hmm. when i was doing all my research so i think she was technically by technicality the first person of color to be nominated ever i think so and i was like six years after the academy's awards started so like if that that shows you anything exactly of anything i feel like that just kind of goes to show it's been there at the root it's been there from the start Anyways, continue. <laughs> so, like Kim said, I've done a lot of research on Hottie, Hottie McDaniels. So, I, I've i known about her for a long time, but I did a lot of research for her for um, my senior project that I did in college, as well as um, a one-woman performance just on her whole life. So, I, I kind of feel like I know her. I'm pretty close <laughs> with her now. Like, she's Besties. a homie, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, first of all, she was the first black woman and woman of color in general to win an academy award this Mm -hmm. is back in 1939 um so she won best supporting actress for her role as mammy and gone with the wind which even then was a very controversial role but um if you guys don't know like gone with the wind basically perpetrated like very bad racial stereotypes Mm -hmm. as well as basically insinuating that like slave owners and their slaves had like good relationships and they kind of romanticized that a little bit are a lot um and so like that's obviously like not good and like looking back now where we are um it's gotten even more controversial Mm -hmm. and that's where the whole mammy stereotype or archetype comes from if you guys don't know about that we'll probably talk about that in another episode as well Mm -hmm. but it literally starts with um Hottie McDaniel's role in Mammy but although it was a really controversial role like this was still at the time considered like a huge feat for black women because Mm -hmm. that hadn't happened before like Mm -hmm. a black woman winning an academy award was huge um but at that time at the time especially the academy was still very transparently racist (laughs) um there were so many things she had to deal with while um I guess press at the time for the movie and stuff and like Mm -hmm. she wasn't even allowed to go to her own like film premiere because no blacks allowed Mm -hmm. and then for the um, actual academy awards there was also no blacks policy at the Mm -hmm. ambassador hotel um, which hosted the oscars and so she was only able to go as a special guest of david oselznik who i think was like the director producer or something of the Mm -hmm. movie um and then on top of that, she also had to sit at a segregated table away from all of her white co-stars. So although that was a huge accomplishment, she was still dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of very, like, advert racism. And it wasn't even like they were trying to hide it and be like, oh, the Academy's not racist. They were like, yeah, yeah, you can come as a guest, even though you're nominated, and you have to sit away from all of your co-stars. You have because, to sit in the corner. Yeah, like, you literally, like, you're still black, and we're going to make sure that you know that you're still oh, black. That was disgusting. kind of, yeah. That makes me so sad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's really, it's really messed up. It's fucked up. There we yeah, go. Yeah, like, let's, let's not let's sugar, like, let's, let's not sugar real. It like it was it's, fucked up. It's really fucked up, and especially when you look at the, if you look at just like all of the black people who are nominated, and we're, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get into this, but like someone didn't win until like, 19. It was a while after she had won, the first time, and then another black person didn't win a best so-and-so for like years after that Mm -hmm. and so it's really it's really messed up and 
on the topic of Hollywood treating women of color so poorly, yeah. <laughs> I think a really, really important one to also mm-hmm. talk about is Anna Mae Wong and how she was treated by Hollywood and the Academy. And I think touching on this also helps explain why um, Oberon didn't identify as Asian American and why she was most likely experiencing the same things that Anna Mae Wong was, but um, Wong was very much trying to go for roles that were that they were looking for someone to do yellow face but she was like oh you don't have to do that I'm right here you know I'm I'm a leading lady you can just cast Mm -hmm. me instead and she was very much trying to go for that kind of representation a positive representation to be like hey you don't have to you don't have to do that there are actors and actresses that you know you're looking for that can fulfill these roles you don't have to be horrible horrible people mm-hmm. um so um in case you didn't know anime wong was considered the first chinese american movie star in hollywood um but she never got any award nominations for her roles which i think is really interesting because she is considered like the first big you know chinese american movie star and even just like a woman of color movie star in general and like she never got any acknowledgement from the academy for that and um during her time doing uh, movies and stuff like that she told an interview at one point that she was tired of the roles that she was being offered in Hollywood because it was just the the harmful stereotypical depictions of Asian American women you know the submissiveness the you know being ordered around and the subduction and all that sort of thing and she didn't want to do that and so she at a point left for Europe to um, pursue some roles there that weren't just the tiring stereotypes that she was getting and so she she spent some of her time going back and forth between the u.s and europe um but for sure the biggest disappointment for wong's career um was when mgm refused to consider her as the leading chinese actress role in the good earth Mm -hmm. and instead went to someone else who did it in yellow face um and the reason for this was because this movie was being um filmed and produced during the time of like the height of the Hayes code and so instead of in Wong being casted they casted an actress who was put in yellow face and so we're gonna go back to the Hayes code a little bit um it and it's something which um discouraged Wong greatly she just was like you know she was trying and I think a few years was it a few years it might have been like 40 years later (laughs) where she finally got to be in like they were b films but they were positive representation of um, asian americans and asian american women and so she did that but after after that after this being denied by mgm i believe she went to china for a while and was just trying to like reconnect with her heritage and all that sort of thing because i imagine that's must have been like a huge point of contention for a lot of like women of color actresses or people of color actors as well as like i feel like you get lost as to who you are when you're trying your hardest to to go for roles that you know you are a part of the culture that you were a part of mm-hmm. and then you constantly get denied and so then it's like am I not you know for like anime Wong am I not you know Chinese enough and that sort of thing and so I feel like she was going back to her roots to find you know to come back and ground herself and remind herself and that Hollywood is a shitty place and mm-hmm. Hollywood unfortunately continues to still be a shitty place and so she came back after that and you know she got those those minor roles but she never really got any sort of recognition from Hollywood and it's really really frustrating really upsetting um and then even after that you don't really see any major Asian American movie stars for years and years and years I think 
the most notable one after like just the most notable cast is um the joy luck club i think mm-hmm. i think that's like the first one that comes to my mind after her is you have the joy luck club and then after that you really don't get anything Mm -hmm. until crazy rich asians in 2018 and so it just kind of goes to show that you know while hollywood likes to preach oh we're getting better oh we're doing we're doing we're being more inclusive and we're being more diverse we're bringing more people in the the gaps in which you see are so substantial and i think it just goes to show that they can preach stuff but they don't act on it yeah i i forgot exactly what it was that you said but it kind of um i think something about how little the really what i mean even now how little they're mm-hmm. of true representation in like like, say, just if an, a woman of color is reading a script and it's supposed to be about a woman of color, how little that representation really is or how true it is to their culture and their community. And yet there's so there's not many scripts out there for a woman of color that depict us in a way that's in a good light or that's true mm-hmm. representation. That's truly um, what's the word like full, not full circle, but like um I don't know the word I'm thinking of. You know what I'm trying to say. Like the yeah, whole it connects. It's 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 a whole picture exactly. sort of thing. I can't think either. I, but you guys know what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like it's not a well-rounded mm-hmm. character, and I think because of that, so many women of color, especially the women we're talking about right now, were so like, okay, I'll just take this role that's in front of me. Then I'll just accept that. I think that's a big part of why Hottie McDaniel was like, okay, I'll play Mammy. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when I was doing research for her in college, like she had said something about like well I'd rather play a maid for $700 and be a maid for $7 or something around that and it was like damn like what do I say to that like you're right like there's not really a lot of options for us and then um what was I gonna say oh I remember also like she was telling people like oh don't worry like there's nothing portraying our community in a bad light in this movie otherwise I wouldn't be in it and like that's what she was telling people because I Mm -hmm. think you do get lost in it you're like well there's no other representation Mm -hmm. for us out there so at least we have this like just watch it and just support it and it's like at that time that was our only real option Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's like the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and because of the place that women of color are put in and people of color are put in they're just like oh we'll take the bare minimum that should be fine Mm -hmm. that should be enough for us and that sort of thing when especially now because we're in 2023 i think we're getting to the point where like no the bare minimum Mm -hmm. isn't enough we need more we've wanted more for so long and we aren't getting it we aren't getting it and I, I think that was a big thing too with um i believe it was like 2015 2016 um the whole campaign of oscar so white on twitter oh yeah yeah and that whole thing is like i feel like especially during the time it came up it was like we're kind of like we we hit a wall we're like mm-hmm. okay we're starting to get really tired of what roles we are doing and not getting the recognition for it and that sort of thing and the academy is just like oh well it's not about race but then you look at <laughs> you look at the nominations and everything it's like well it certainly feels that way <laughs> you guys can keep telling yourself that but you know it's not it's not fully representative in the oscars and in the awards and in the wins that you know people of color get and take home um the first person of color nominated for best director was uh hiroshi teshikahara for woman of 
in the dunes in 1965 the color purple was nominated in 1985 for best picture and quincy jones was the first black producer to be nominated for best picture um the first black director to be nominated for best director wasn't until 1991 and only one movie has won black best picture with a black director and that wasn't until 2013 and then you have parasite won best picture in 2019 that was the first time a movie with an entirely asian cast won and there have only been two two Indigenous Academy Award winners and a Latinx director didn't win Best Director until 2013. I feel like that says everything you need to know (laughs) about the Academy and the fact that we haven't gotten any any better and I think um, I think a big thing is um, these past few years I I think the Academies were doing a little bit better in terms of diversity and their nominations Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing but then you come back to this year Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's a whole another big issue and uh, a big a big point to talk about because <laughs> it felt like there was some progress to be made and then we just fell back mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> I lost my voice for a second <laughs> I don't know what happened she vanished um going on like so I know like Halle Berry this is something you might want to mm-hmm. talk about soon too um she's the first I mean, first and only black woman to have one best mm-hmm. actress, only one of color to have one best actress, mm-hmm. which is insane because we've had so many powerful, like, mm-hmm. women of color performances in, as lead s- since bef- and before Halle Berry, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? What are we actually doing here? Um, but she, Halle Berry, might be one of the presenters for possibly mm-hmm. for... Um, Best Actress, which both Michelle Yeoh and Ana de Armas are up for, mm-hmm. two women of color. Um, they might not win. It might go to Kate Blanchett or someone else. And I think Kim might want to talk about <laughs> some of that, how me, we feel. Me being really angry about it? Um, no. <laughs> because, okay, there's a lot to go on about Best Actress this year, mm-hmm. and especially, and also Best Supporting Actress. I'll yeah. take all... We'll we'll dissect each one separately because they're mm-hmm. both like big, big points of contention, I believe, this year. So let's start with Best Actress. So this year for Best Actress, Michelle Yeoh is one of the um, nominations for Best uh, Leading Actress in a Drama Film. And I wholeheartedly believe that she should be the winner. <laughs> I feel like her mm-hmm. performance and everything everywhere all at once was phenomenal, was spectacular. She managed to take so many different uh, roles within that film and mm-hmm. make them each their own with still being her it was an incredible feat for her to pull off Mm -hmm. and so in that same category um and who she's been compared to a lot um is Kate Blanchett for her performance in Tar I haven't seen Tar yet but I've heard that she did uh Blanchett did a really great job in that role Mm -hmm. and that it was um powerful and emotional and all that sort of stuff however I believe Blanchett has two Oscars? I think so. Is it two, two or three? I think it's like two or three Oscars already. And Michelle Yeoh, in her many, many years of acting, several years, several years, she's been. Oh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how long she's been a in the game, time. but she's been in the game for a long time. She has not gotten anything. <laughs> like this is her first big role that she's being recognized and mm-hmm. in the Academy and in awards as in general. And so this is a big, big moment for her, and this is a big campaign for her as well you know if, if you've been watching the um award shows in which she has won awards or um everything everywhere all at once has won awards you've seen her go up and talk about how she's winning 
these awards and how she's getting this recognition for the little girls who look like her you Mm -hmm. know for the representation because the representation is so important and that's Sadie's and I already have an episode planned about where (laughs) we're going to talk about representation and that sort of thing that's another whole can of worms to talk about that would take too long here um but anyways so you know she's she's doing this whole whole thing for representation and for being in the movie industry for so long i can't imagine what it's like to like finally be nominated you know Mm -hmm. to finally be like is this real Mm -hmm. like are you are you guys shitting me right now like am i actually being nominated and being recognized and you know her and blanchette are the two forefront um and something that somebody pointed out is if halle berry is the um presenter for best actress um and if um michelle yo wins it'll be like the first and only woman of color mm-hmm. best actress winner passing that kind of mantle on to another woman of color who would win that position and so that's a that's a big big thing that i'm definitely going to be looking out mm-hmm. for tomorrow is seeing if she wins or not and also there's just been a lot of drama around uh yo's yeah. nomination in general and like the oscars haven't even happened yet yeah <laughs> and because first of all she was getting a lot of shit for calling herself the first um asian american um woman to be nominated for an oscar which as i explained you know she technically is because mm-hmm. oberon didn't identify as asian american yo does very much <laughs> identify as asian american and secondarily there was this whole thing a few days ago where um michelle yo had posted um uh an excerpt on her instagram about an article that was comparing um, michelle yo and blanchett talking about blanchett's accomplishments and what it would mean for michelle yo if she won and a bunch of people were being like oh well you're just swaying the votes you're just you know you're making it you're you're pretty much putting bias in the voting and i believe that it was posted uh six hours left with academy award voting i believe yeah um and for me personally i don't think six hours is enough time for the <laughs> to sway votes yeah for the academy to be like oh you know what you're so right let me switch my vote <laughs> like i don't i don't think and i don't think they give a shit either yeah to be completely honest if you look at just the historics of it if you look at their past record mm-hmm. i don't think that <laughs> michelle yo posting an article is gonna be like oh you're so right let me change my vote you know and so i just i just think that and also the article points out this huge you know systemic issue in hollywood and in award shows and i feel like she's just doing the thing of highlighting the impossibility it is to be a person of color and not to be a woman of color to be nominated for this and to be one of the front runners for Mm -hmm. the winner and so i don't i feel like people are just have been just trying to take that away from her and it's been so frustrating to watch because she's she seems like such a kind heart and such a Mm -hmm. nice person and she just seems so excited for you know being nominated for even just being on the awards like campaign anyways at all all. like if you've seen her her interviews or just seen like footage of her on the red carpet like saying hi to people she just seems so excited to be there and like i feel like people are just trying to discredit her because she's a woman of color it's like oh well you know and especially when that 
came up, a lot of the comments were like, oh, well, Kate Blanchett's performance was really good, too. We shouldn't discredit her, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but also what you guys are doing are discrediting a woman of color to be like, oh, well, you know, she shouldn't have done that. So therefore, you know, she should be, you know, disqualified. Is that is that true? I think it is. I think I think you're not supposed to, like, technically name your one of your opponents in that category or you should or you get disqualified or something like that it's something like it's not i don't think it's like that i think it's a little bit more specific than that because yeah yeah i think so i think it's something like that too but also like i don't think that posting a screenshot of an article calling out (laughs) your competition i think it's just highlighting the fact that being a woman of color um in the academy awards is really really freaking hard it's rare and it's as well and it's it's also incredibly (laughs) rare and so i think she was just like and I also think it might have just been an unfortunate timing situation of when the article was released mm-hmm. and her, you know, promoting it or even her team promoting it. And I just think that it might have just been an unfortunate thing. But also, like, I don't think that should have been as big of a controversy as, as it ended up being. I think not to get a little... It's it's still on the subject. It's a little off subject, something we can probably talk about in another episode as well. But there's this thing that I've noticed for a while called, like white mediocrity where like (laughs) i think with women of color especially we have to present ourselves in such a like perfect like we we have not made any mistakes we are never involved in drama like Mm -hmm. we do nothing wrong way whereas white people can make so many mistakes and it doesn't affect their careers at all and i see this a lot in the film industry and it's like Mm -hmm. because like okay let's say she waited until oscar sunday and she posted that night the whatever then people be like oh like da 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 da, this is so great for you like say Mm -hmm. she wins right they'll be like oh this is great or say she loses she still posts it and she's like oh like you know they're like oh we're so sorry for you it's because of literally timing that's the reason Mm -hmm. why because they were like well she shouldn't have posted this before like i promise you no one's still voting six hours before like no one's still like no one's like well what do the people nominated think who do they think we should vote for like yeah (laughs) let's keep that in mind guys we don't want to hurt any feelings Mm -hmm. now do we like they're not thinking that they're not considering that but because she didn't wait those extra six hours to post it now they're like well she shouldn't win she shouldn't win that's messed up and mm-hmm. it's like it's because white people get to like if a white person did something similar they'd be like oh okay you're just being you you're just being Kate Blanchett it's mm-hmm. fine and it's like you you guys need to realize you need to like let women of color have room to fuck up honestly mm-hmm. let, let them have room to make mistakes and not be perfect all the time like Mm -hmm. that's like a lot of pressure as well for women of color in the film industry I don't know I just was thinking about that you know that's a really good point because I think that and especially since after the the backlash it was quickly deleted Mm -hmm. like nothing has been said about it since and I I imagine that there's probably a part of her and a part of her team that's like oh shit we fucked up really bad Mm -hmm. and you know that whole consideration of oh what if this does I don't know the whole nitpicky stuff of the Oscar rules. I'm sure it's very, like, specific, like you said. Mm -hmm. But, like, that whole thing of, like, oh, I bet they were rushing to look up. Like, oh, shit, did we actually violate something and that sort of thing. And so I feel like that was probably a lot of stress on her and on her team. And it's, like, you know, sometimes we get excited and we fuck up sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be all of a sudden this 
world ending drama right of being like oh well you shouldn't win now because you did da 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 and you did this and you it was just a social media post you know when you when you think about it at the end of the day it's just a social media post like she didn't say anything really it was just reposting what she had read like is that really such a crime (laughs) sorry i i had to clear my throat um (laughs) it kind of not to get like because I hate that people are bringing it up again, but the whole, like, Will Smith, Chris Rock oh controversy, <laughs> it reminds me of how, like, people were, like, he's not going to be able to go to the Oscars mm-hmm. for this many years. He might be blackballed, da 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 And yet, so many white people, like, uh-huh. have done so much worse. And we've seen the Academy praise and even reward actual abusers who are mm-hmm. white men. And yet, Will Smith slapped someone. And they're like, whoa, you took it way too far. And There's like, no way. That's what I'm saying about like white mediocrity. It's like, they can fuck up. And it's like, okay, you fucked up three, four, five times. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, you abused someone? That's fine. We'll reward you with seven Oscars. It's okay. Yeah, I bet if a white person had done that, it would have been talked about for like maybe a couple hours and then it would have yeah. just left. It, people no would one would have cared anymore. They were like, all right, that's And it, it wouldn't have been controversial either. It would have just been like, mm-hmm. oh, did you see what they posted? Yeah. Cool, okay. Yeah, it would have just been left at that. And yet, you know, that that was that was a whole crazy thing. And just the fact that it was blown so much out of, out proportion, of proportion. And people being like, oh my God, this reminded me of... What was some of the crazy shit that they were saying? They were saying some awful they were comparing it to some awful shit that you shouldn't be comparing it to and it was just like dog (laughs) will smith just didn't like what chris rock said maybe he should have just kept his mouth shut i don't know that was it that's that literally that's the end of that why are we why are we like oh my god and now he's gonna be banned forever and he's not gonna Mm -hmm. get any movies ever oh my god i hope he realizes and learns from his mistakes like it was so funny seeing being on twitter and being seeing all these white people be like violence is never the answer and i was like Like he shot somebody literally they were acting like he like murdered someone in front of them like i was like i promise you chris rock will be fine like he just he doesn't even have to go to the hospital like he's not that badly Mm -mm. injured it was one slap like i promise you he will make it like they were acting like he like fully was like on his way to the er Mm -hmm. i was like like he was like in critical condition and he wasn't gonna live i was like (laughs) they're they're acting like is he gonna make it like i don't pray for chris rock you guys pray for chris rock it's like that man just got slapped that's that's it that's it and it was it was literally was only one slap too it wasn't like he was fully it wasn't like like it was a full fight either like he literally slapped him once and said okay that was yeah. all got it out of my system yeah and then yelled a little bit and was yeah. like all right that's it that's all mm-hmm. i needed and it's like why did we why did you guys blow it out of so do we think it's because there's this stereotype that people of color are aggressive oh yeah especially men of color mm-hmm. yep, yeah yeah i might have something to do with that i don't know probably i don't know maybe we, let me call somebody up and see and get <laughs> let confirmation me, let me call my buddy will smith really quick and see hold if on that's why. hey will hey will <laughs> Hey, yeah, so we're talking about the Oscars and how you slept Chris Rock last year. He's, yeah. like, laughing on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, haha, that was so funny, right? And it's like, yeah, you know, um, do you think that maybe you got so much flack because you're you're a man of color? Yeah. He says, yeah. Yeah, we agree. We yeah, agree. Yeah, we agree. You know, and it's just this whole, and especially since he was a black man, too, mm-hmm. they, there was it was that whole, the whole culmination mm-hmm. of the Academy being racist, the Hollywood being racist, 
society, we, being, society racist. being racist and going back to being like oh well look see people of color black mm-hmm. men are so aggressive yada 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 look at look at what chris um will smith did to chris rock at the academies you know it's and just, that goes back to why like people of color and women of color we have to kind of curate this idea of ourselves mm-hmm. and it has to be this perfect thing because if not they'll be like see we told you black women are like this we told you black men are like this we told mm-hmm. you da, 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 da. like they're that's what they do and it's like we so because of that we have to like steer away from any type of stereotypes we can't like do like yeah. we can't be impulsive like that we no. just can't we have we can't to make, act out on our emotions you know yeah we have to make critical decisions always and we have to be logical or else you'll you see what happened with will smith you've seen what happened with michelle yell that's mm-hmm. that's why we have to do it that way it's like you can't have emotions in hollywood no nope. or, or for the academy not it's if like, you're a person of color not if you're a person of color you have to make it so you're like oh yes i am right and i and you can see that i because i'm perfect i i can stand with you guys mm-hmm. as peers it's so fucked up that they you know we have to do all this because mm-hmm. like we're just people we're yeah. still just we're just we're, we're still, still just, human we're still human and we're still figuring it the fuck out like white people are mm-hmm. you know like unfortunately we all still we live in the same world we live <laughs> in the same society we're we're figuring it out and navigating it the same way as you know the rest of us are and mm-hmm. it's like we should be allowed to figure figure stuff out and do things and you know sh- and act on our emotions and be emotional and it not be this big not blown out of proportion it's like oh you know just like how they would write off a white person if they did that mm-hmm. like if it was a white woman i bet people would be all over her being like oh you're so right i'm so sorry of everything you've ever had to go through i hope you mm-hmm. win and not oh fuck you for posting that yeah take it down you know and it's just so fucking frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It really is. It is incredibly incredibly frustrating and it's and it's that way because of the history of the Academy Awards. Yeah. And that's why we're talking to you guys so you guys can be aware of what's going on and how fucked up it all is. Yeah, it is incredibly fucked up and you know, like I said before, we I feel like we were making a little bit of progress, maybe not not nothing substantial, but right. just a little bit in in the Academy Awards and then you see this year in all of the categories <laughs> and all of the nominations. Guess how many people are are people of color are nominated? How many, Kim? 7. <laughs> 7. <laughs> total all together all together surely there's more than seven you would really think so especially <laughs> if you watched last year's films and you're like what the fuck we saw so many poc led poc directed um women led films no women directors were nominated nope and there were no poc nominated for best best actor what <laughs> literally <laughs> literally what the fuck how is that even possible the fact that the best actor category was is all white men that's and this isn't the first time it's been all white men either no it's not but at least these past few years we were getting we were getting we thought we were getting progress we thought we really did Mm -hmm. you know we thought we were getting somewhere and you know we're back to square one this year it's really awful Oh, I also want to talk about um, Best Actress this year. Yeah, it's our Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. That's been a whole thing this entire Academy mm-hmm. Awards, and it's been so frustrating. Oh. So, uh, it's made me so, it's made me so <laughs> upset and angry. Um, anyways, so for this year, um, in Best Supporting Actress, we have, mm-hmm. um, in all the award shows, I believe it was, there's Everything Everywhere All at Once, and there's Jamie Lee Curtis, 
and there's Stephanie Hsu. Mm-hmm. They were both, I think, a lot of them they were both nominated, but some of them it was just Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. who was nominated and not Stephanie Hsu. Which is interesting. Which is incredibly interesting <laughs> because... If you just, watch the okay. movie. <laughs> if you watch the movie. In my personal opinion, I believe Stephanie Hsu should be Best Actress because yeah. she has as much of a pivotal role as Michelle Yeoh does. And mm-hmm. is, and it's like, well, why is she being considered Best Supporting Actress? She's... Ugh, ugh, that's a whole thing in itself. But anyways, <laughs> she's considered Best Supporting Actress along with Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis isn't in the movie nearly as much as Stephanie Hsu. Mm-hmm. And sure, Jamie Lee Curtis did a great job as her role. Yeah. I'm not going to deny her of that. But <laughs> being the role of Joy, of Jobu, was a feat. It was mm-hmm. spectacular. The way that, just everything, her villain entrance, the way she pulled off meeting um uh, evelyn in in her in her world that first yeah. time all of the costume changes all of the all of the shit that she was doing all of the the her changing from being joy to jobu literally everything in that movie she was phenomenal mm-hmm. and the fact that this whole award season so far she's only won one award right and one, one award is insane and don't get me wrong the best supporting actress is you know, they also have Angela Bassett in that category, mm-hmm. which is hard. Angela Bassett did fucking... She did a great job. She, she did a great, great performance. job, and it had a great performance in Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Stephanie Hsu has only won one award so far <laughs> has been driving me insane because she deserves so much more mm-hmm. than that and so much more recognition. And it goes back to the fact that despite it all, Jamie Lee Curtis is still a white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's still white. <laughs> and it goes to show that, like... No matter, you could literally act your whole heart out. What do you get from it? Mm-hmm. One award out of how many nominations? Like, and it's. Yeah. I mean, you you pretty much already said this, but like, the just the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis has been up for that nomination more than Stephanie, it's is baffling because, like you said, Jamie Lee Curtis was not only not even in the movie as much as her, but mm-hmm. she also like. Her performance, like you said, it was a good performance, but it wasn't as crucial to the movie. Like, her character mm-hmm. was not as crucial to the movie as Joy. Like, it just, you can't say that their characters were on the same level as, like, as far as, like, making you feel something and giving, like, a full, well-rounded performance. Mm-hmm. Like, it just was not the, on the same level. And so it's just like, oh, well, she's a white woman, so we gotta, she was a white woman and she was in the movie, you gotta... Might as well give her a nominated yeah. for something. And it's like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, and so that'll be really interesting to see who, who wins that category. Yeah, who takes and that one home. If it's not Stephanie Hsu, I will riot. The only other person I would be okay with is Angela Bassett. Literally but... the only other person I'm okay with. And if it's anybody else, don't get me wrong, everybody else's performances were, were great. We're good, yeah. Or we're very good. However. However, out of all of them. It's w- just like, let's be serious, you know? Let's. Let's be fucking for real. <laughs> Let's be fucking for real. Out of all of them, Angela Bassett and Stephanie Shu definitely are, they outperformed. They're they're leagues ahead of the rest of them, and just in in that category in specific. And I just hope to God one of them wins. Yeah. If they don't, my disappointment will prevail for the. For we will riot at exactly midnight. Exactly whatever time the Oscar ends, we will riot. It'll don't worry. Like, not even when the Oscars end. After they as soon announce as we it, announce, yeah. As soon as they announce it, then we will riot. I, I might wait for Best Actress. You're right, you're right. And then after that, we gotta. That'll be the, the determining point if we riot or not. If Michelle Yeoh doesn't win Best Actress, oh, Uh-oh. you will see us in the streets. 
That's all I can say. Follow our Instagram at, at @filmstreampod. You'll see you'll see us posting um just being really upset and really angry. Yeah. We'll probably be posting our thoughts. We'll probably be ranting about it too. Just yeah. cuz it's just it's I can't I feel like I can't properly explain like the frustration and the emotions that come with. I think it's like we it. it's because of how frustrating it is that we're we're still not as far as we thought we would be right now because they're like this faux progress that they mm-hmm. keep giving us on a silver platter and then we're like yeah. oh we're eating it up and then we're like wait a minute yeah <laughs> wait a minute and that is as, as well as like the woman of color we've been talking about it's like we have their anger on us too now i feel like like mm-hmm. i feel like they saw how far we still haven't come to be like what the fuck like yeah i thought we'd be better than this by now and it's like no. what the fuck do you mean so that I, we're still we have, struggling we have their anger with us too like we we feel their anger too yeah and i just feel like and it's just it feels and if if they don't win it just feels really disappointing mm-hmm. and just really like a real good like shot to the gut mm-hmm. and like i don't i try not to like have academy awards or award shows in general like be my mm-hmm. my determiner for what a good movie and stuff is but i feel like because it is the standard for so many other people for so many for just the industry in general right that it just it's just if 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 they win then you know then that opens up more doors right and that opens up more opportunities and possibilities and if it doesn't happen then we just feel like it, we just go back to ground one yeah. ground zero we're back we're back we're mm-hmm. back at the very fucking bottom to figure out how how do we how do we do this and mm-hmm. how, do, how we, do we go from here how do we where do we go from here because then you know you and i want to get into the film industry mm-hmm. and then we see that and we're just like well is the it, it's literally like a shot to the heart yeah because it's like well the industry obviously doesn't value women of color mm-hmm. they wouldn't value either of us so like how the fuck are we gonna get in anyways mm-hmm. and yeah we don't want to be in in a in an like actor actress role but we still want to be in the industry and in a position in which we do have some power over a movie you know and it's like is that even attainable mm-hmm. you know and it's just the further we go along and the more that all of this happens it just feels more and more insurmountable yeah. and if they don't win either category it will just feel like i'll just lay on the floor i might honestly just lay on the floor and be like all right i'll have to figure something else out (laughs) oh do you want to talk about best actor as well or oh yeah don't you have stuff for best actor no that was you that's me yeah brian tyree henry and oh yeah because um this year um there are no people of color for um best actor but there are two up for best uh supporting actor and that is it's uh brian tyree Hen- uh, henry and i believe it's for i forgot what movie i think it was. it's triangle of sadness is that what it's called i think so i, I haven't know. seen it but i i, I might mean, oh, i might be wrong i might be wrong i think oh, i might do you want me to look it up maybe real quick because <laughs> i up. for some reason i, I don't can't remember what it is i can't remember what movie it is i don't think i've seen it i know i haven't because my because my brain was like, oh, Bullet Train, because he was in Bullet Train. Yeah. Oh, but- I think it's Causeway. Causeway? That's the first movie that sh- came up, but let me make sure I'm... What movie is it for? Yeah, it's for Causeway. Okay, yeah, so... Or that's what it... Wait. <laughs> Actually, I'm not so for confused. Causeway? <laughs> I thought... Why doesn't it just show me what it's for? <laughs> Literally. 
It's like because it was also showing Eternals. I was like, I know damn well he's not. He okay, was, it's for Causeway. Okay, I was like, I know damn well it's not for Eternals. Like I love that movie, but it was not but for Eternals. It was definitely not for Eternals. Oh, okay, but I love Brian Tyree Henry. I also love Brian Tyree Henry. He's wonderful. He's just he he also has such a good range too. He does. He was so fucking funny in in Bullet Train and also in um, Eternals. Mm-hmm. And then and I'm, he's in Atlanta too, and he's so good yeah, in Atlanta. And then I, oh my god. And then I heard he was really good in, in Causeway too. That's what I heard. Um, but I think it's an Apple exclusive or something like that, and I don't have access to that, so I can't watch it. So I haven't watched it yet. But anyways, so we have uh, Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Ki Hui Kwan, who are the only non-white nominees. Mm-hmm. And... it's it's like the same thing with every other category you know Mm -hmm. it's like yeah and i just it's like we love both of these men we We really do we really do and we we support them and we'd love for either of them to win however it shouldn't just be these two no it shouldn't just be these two because there were once again a lot (laughs) of a lot of poc led poc directed poc written films Mm -hmm. that came out last year I would like to mention that Nope is nowhere to be found. Yes. Oh, Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was going to talk about that later, but we can talk about that now. Listen, the Listen, fact that Nope isn't nominated, and it, it's been this whole award season. I've just been mm-hmm. like, where's where's Nope, you guys? I'm like, hey. I, where's she at? See how Jordan Peele's name isn't on any of these lists? I'm yeah, so that's confused. actually so crazy. Um, that and Woman King, I don't know if you've still haven't seen it I yet. I haven't but seen it yet, but I've heard. Woman King was such a great movie where like, Oh, I, I remember I did research on it and I, I don't want to fuck up because I like don't want to get... It's like, I remember somebody was saying it's all these things that Oscars want though because it's a period piece, it's a mm-hmm. drama, like it's, it's action. an action. Yeah, and it, but because it's black female-led, it got fucking nothing and I was like... And it's, I think it's on Netflix now, so you guys go fucking watch that and tell me that should not have been nominated for... You can try to tell me that, but I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the director, I think she also did um, directed Love and Basketball, which is one of my favorite rom-coms, by the way. Um, but I forgot her name. Her name is Gina something. Sorry, I forgot your name. Um, but it was just so... It was so good, and I was like, how is this not... I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little research because I don't want to... I don't want to fuck up. I'm, I'm watching her um, pull up her letterbox <laughs> <literally>. right now. <laughs> She's, I the, do research by either letterbox or IMBD, by the way, when I'm the, doing movies the related The look stuff. of intent on her face right now is just it like, I so must serious. figure this out. I really don't want to fuck up because this is a really good movie. Um, but the director, Gina Prince Bythe, I think I, I might be fucking it up. I'm so sorry. Gina, don't hate me. Um, <laughs> Gina, I'm so sorry. But um, it was about... Yeah, so it took place in like the 1800s. So like, if you guys don't know, slavery was starting around then. Wow. Um, just a little history lesson for you guys. Um, so I think for me, like, when we hear stories of slavery, it's always like 12 years of slave and things like that. Yeah. Where like you see, like you're in it, like with them in the like them getting caught and being mm-hmm. slaves in America and like all this shit, right? But you don't see like what's going on in Africa, right? You don't hear those mm-hmm. stories about like what's going on in Africa during that time, like what what other you kind of just and for me like every time I've heard slave stories it's been very like like I feel like re-traumatized like Mm -hmm. I'm feeling what my ancestors are feeling and I don't like that and it's 
it is good to tell those stories. It's great, but that's mm-hmm. like the only kind of stories we like the only side of slavery we ever really got to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that like white we should see like the white people's side or anything like that. But I'm it's saying not, like but <laughs> <laughs> we the only other story besides like now the woman king that I've heard of like seeing what's going on in Africa was um the book Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe, which I read in middle school high school and then again in college so like that i'm like well versed in that book by the way if anyone ever wants to chat about that book with me but um just reach out real quick yeah, if you're like hey i have some questions or you need like some study guides on that i got you don't worry <laughs> um but that was the only other story and that was um a Chebe's like kind of clap back to um heart of heart of darkness by joseph conrad God, by the I way i hate that book hate I it hate that book with a goddamn passion as you should i read it in high school and it was it, it was ap lit i think and it was just like oh this is so intellectual this is so great i'm like this is so racist why are we doing this oh my god and then it was brought up again in college and mm-hmm. i was like no fuck joseph conrad all fuck my joseph hate, conrad all my homies hate joseph conrad because that book is so bad and not mm-hmm. only that it's so dense and so i was it just is. confused when i read it anyways i hate that book sorry i had no. to get that off my chest no and that's why like so for me i was fortunate enough that i didn't really have to read joseph conrad in the context of like he's an intellectual like the first time i read chinua achebe they were telling me like we're not going to read joseph conrad's book but it was racist and i'm like okay i believe i'll take it yeah, I believe um, <laughs> i'm not saying you're wrong um and so like we kind of learned that achebe's book was like a clapback mm-hmm. to that and we got to see like okay here's what like an actual depiction of africa from mm-hmm. this time and it was this story of where it's like you see how like w- africans are flawed too and like all this mm-hmm. stuff but it's a real like story and it wasn't dense it was like we're people we fuck up and like this is how mm-hmm. like missionaries were able to do what they did and things like that and that's why things fell apart like basically you know mm-hmm. not to be like you know but um <laughs> so besides that though i had never gotten like oh like what's going on in africa story until the woman king 2022 um and so it was about this all female like warriors who were supposed to protect their kingdom and it it was such a like because like I said already like there wasn't really that reverence for like what's going on in Africa mm-hmm. during that time and this and you can see in the movie too like okay there were some customs and traditions that were fucked up and like that eventually like hopefully they shouldn't have anymore right <laughs> but like you see that with a lot of traditions and a lot of cultures right it's yeah. not you know but mm-hmm. um it was realistic in that it wasn't trying trying to be like we're perfect you know it was like this is real shit it was kind of fucked up that that was a thing um but then on top of that you also got to see these badass african women like Mm -hmm. fighting for their kingdom it was just so cool like i left that being like i'm fucking cool like i'm black woman like i'm cool as fuck sorry yeah exactly and it was it was such a refreshing take and and yet there were so many like it was still a well-rounded story as well though like Mm -hmm. uh, viola davis's character went through so much shit i was like fuck like i i got chills with her performance Mm -hmm. for sure and it's like the fact that that wasn't nominated at all was so crazy to me. The fact that Top Gun got Best Picture nomination God, when I, it, oh. like, I was like, like, we're not actually taking things seriously. Are you just hate black people? Like, that's what I got from the nominations this year. I was like, so clearly you just hate because Nope and Woman King, neither of them getting those nominations were crazy to me. Absolutely. what I have to but say. But then you see Top Gun and Avatar getting yeah, nominated. Yeah, and I'm like, those are the whitest of white and what where's the plot in either of those movies if you can show me the plot if you can take me there all i know to the plot of those movies all i know about <laughs> top gun all right ready yeah 
Miles Teller's mustache. Yeah. That's all I got. And that's all you need to know. And the volley- I feel like. And the volleyball scene. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I've seen. Did I need to take I anything else away from that movie? No. I feel like I've seen the movie without even seeing the movie. That's it. But I know Miles Teller has a comeback in acting. That's great. Yeah, and that's don't get me wrong. That's happy wonderful. for him. But like, am I happy for Top Gun? No. Is that that movie being nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> that's like that's Insane. literally. And also, y- you have to laugh. And also the fact that Top Gun was nominated for Best uh, Special Effects. Yeah. And not everything everywhere all at once. What yeah, the fuck? that's interesting. What the fuck? That's remember, interesting. I remember seeing a tweet that was like, "Oh well, everything everywhere all at once didn't do anything innovative." Black Widow got nominated for best special effects the, <laughs> like the year after it came out. I want you to I want you to keep that in mind. I want I want you to I want you to ruminate on that. I want you to sit with that. Let's really think about that. Let's take a second. Let's take a second. It's like if you if you see like how it's like it's not about race and then you look at the nominations you're like it very well. <laughs> Come on, comrades. It's about race. Let's Obviously, be serious. Obviously because you know, while Black Widow wasn't this year the fact that Black Widow got nominated for its special effects and then you look at everything everywhere all at once which was all done on adobe by the way over zoom mm-hmm. which is remarkable everything about this movie whenever i learn anything yeah, more about I'm it just i'm like, just like oh. this movie was a feat in filmmaking yeah. and i think it should get all the recognition and all of it but anyways the fact that it didn't get nominated it's baffling just, yeah it's like how <sighs> nope yep nope i really have nothing to say that i haven't already said other than that- wow racist 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 question mark question exclamation point um yeah yeah i don't know it's just like there are these phenomenal people of color films and we're just like if you were to base like what you watched on like oscar nominations it just you're not gonna get like a fulfilled like palette of movies really honestly like there are some good movies that are like mm-hmm. we're not saying like if you watch a movie that's all white people it's going to be a bad movie there yeah. i there's a lot of my favorite movies that are white people led whatever whatever mm-hmm. that are good but i'm just the diversity like would you not like i don't know it's weird to me like do you not want to watch like diverse movies like yeah it's, that doesn't make sense to me like eh. it doesn't the thing about the oscars it doesn't represent the actual movies and diversity of the movies that are out like it's that's all white people are judging it exactly <laughs> I, don't, I, I actually don't know the demographic but i imagine but I, I imagine it's it, mostly white people but i imagine it's mostly white people if and, not all yeah and that's incredibly problematic because yeah. you aren't taking the proper sample size of movies that you saw exactly that came out last year and yes there were some good ones but we shouldn't we shouldn't be having all of them be yeah be white people movies no it's really frustrating it's really upsetting um, um what else do you want to talk about did you want to talk about the or expand more because you mentioned earlier about the academy's relationship with um abusers, abusers. yeah i so because that's a big one especially i think this year yeah so i said before we kind of brought it up with the whole like will smith thing and how crazy that was with the slap when literally the academy has n- praised and rewarded abusers in the past and i think this year it's something that's really been on my mind because we've seen brandon frazier's comeback and mm-hmm. what a guy like that anytime i think about it i get really emotional and guys i'm mm-hmm. so sorry but um so a little history lesson if you guys don't know because a lot of people don't know i had to do like because i i had kind of known but i didn't know like um mm-hmm. the extent of everything that had went on um so basically i think it was in 2018 brandon frazier came forward and he was 
basically, I, I think it was in an interview, but he was talking about um, how he was sexually assaulted by Philip Burke, who was a former member and president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, and basically what happened was Hollywood turned a complete, like, blind eye to the situation. There was, like, an internal investigation, and they basically were like, oh, like, yeah, he did it, but it was intended as a joke, so it doesn't really count. Like, it doesn't. And mm-hmm. first of all, like, sexual assault, like, what whether it was intended as sexual assault or not, that's still sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, it was funny. Like, clearly for Fraser, it wasn't funny. Clearly it wasn't a joke. Clearly he was sexually assaulted like it wasn't just like oh well you just took it the wrong way like no and I think like it's already so hard for like people to come forward about that type of thing and it, I think for men and women it's hard obviously but for men you, you kind of get demasculinized and everything as well and it was it was this weird thing where like I think for actors Hollywood is supposed to be like kind of like this home for them and mm-hmm. he was like oh well I can tell these people right They're, these people are going to be like my family they're going to understand they're going to trust me and they didn't like no one they kind of just were like oh like no mm-hmm. they they did the investigation they were like no like we don't care and so that's kind of why he kind of um was gone for a while you know we didn't really see him in the like light or whatever that he kind of withdrew himself from Hollywood because he was like fuck that like like obviously like why would why would you want to deal with that shit you know um and so then now, though, we've seen him and he's kind of had his comeback um, with the movie The Whale. And mm-hmm. I'm, I think he has other projects he's working on right now, too. And it, we've seen in the nom- like award season, he's been nominated for so many things. He's won a lot of awards. Um, he's nominated now for Best Actor um, for the Academy, too. And while that's great and I, I want to be like, this is good, like they're welcoming him back with open arms like this is a beautiful thing like they're believing survivors it feels a little bit performative mm-hmm. because of how much throughout history we've seen them I think like Harvey Weinstein yeah, you know like that's so a, many a big one people who they've just they've known about all of the shit that, that he's done and they mm-hmm. still like awarded him and they've still like praised him and mm-hmm we see this a lot where they're like, oh, like, praise, praise, praise. And it's like, they're kind of putting this Band-Aid on something mm-hmm. that's, like, a deeper cut. Like, it's a deep, like, wound. And they're like, what if we just put a Band-Aid on it and mm-hmm. slap that on? And it's like, no, like, there's so much more shit they have to, like, actually do to make this okay. And mm-hmm. they haven't even started that process of making it okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I um, I don't know. It, it really, it hurts me a lot because it's, like, this thing where, like, I want to be happy for him. But at the same time, it everything just feels really performative and I think that's how we've been feeling about a lot of the POC nominations as well mm-hmm. I, and especially with with uh everything everywhere all at once I think we're both very like while it's amazing it makes us also mm-hmm. very skeptical that this is going to be like the big movie of like this decade right mm-hmm. and then from now on nothing else is going to get acknowledged mm-hmm for like a few years yeah for a few years and that's my that's my big worry i think is like i i really really do want everything everywhere i want to win i want them mm-hmm. i want michelle Yeoh to win best actress i want all of that to happen but also i feel like hollywood also very historically goes okay we gave you your win mm-hmm. now we're gonna just leave it alone for a while and it's like well no that was just you know, that was just the bare minimum of what we're asking you to do. Mm-hmm. We want you to keep doing that. And it's not just a one-time thing, please. And we, even just the nominations, too, we see, the, they're like, well, we nominated you guys. Sorry you didn't win. But, like, you were nominated. So, it's, like, that's okay. And I think um, 
I forgot. So we were talking about like the whole thing with um, the presenter maybe for Beck's actress might be Halle Berry and mm-hmm. she might hopefully she will give it to Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. and how that would be a very powerful and just impactful thing for any woman of color watching that mm-hmm. like that would just be great but it, let's say Michelle Yeoh doesn't win it and let's say it goes to Kate Blanchett or someone else mm-hmm. I, I think that would be such a like they're like kind of dingling something in her face like mm-hmm. you could get this but we're not gonna give it to you and that kind of happened too i think the same person who brought it up we we saw this on like a tiktok we share we share lots of memes and tiktoks with each other yes. um if you guys want to ever see any film related memes we will share them with you as well um but <laughs> but um she also was saying how like i i forgot what it was for but um Chadwick Boseman was nominated for something. Oh, yeah. And I believe this was, like, after his passing, too. I think it was for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So, he was nominated for that, and everyone thought, like, especially with his passing, like, oh, clearly. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, like, that's not the reason to give something to someone, but... yeah. If you've seen anything Chadwick Boseman has been in, it's been powerful. It's been impactful. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a... He was an amazing actor. And it ended up going to... I forgot who, but... Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and it's, like... They, they kind of, like, were, like, oh, like, everyone thought it was going to go to Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Like, he was a full, like, shoe-in. And then to do that was, and I think it was, like, the last, like, award given through the night, too. Like, everyone was mm-hmm. waiting for that. And to end it, like, that was, like, ow. It's, like, they, they kind of just were, like, yeah, fuck you guys. And we were, like, yeah. oh, okay. And so I, it's this weird thing where they're, like, oh, like, well, we at least we nominated you guys. Sorry you didn't win, but who? we had no control over that and it's like you literally did well it's like the whole um oscars controversy where they announced moonlight as winner of best picture or la la land instead of yeah yeah and it was la la land instead and it was like but it was that there's that whole thing and it's like why would you do that yeah that's still i'm like how how could that possibly happen i wonder (laughs) And La La Land is a good movie, but yeah, Moonlight wrong, is like but like Moon Moonlight is a very that was a well deserved y- yeah. win. But I, yeah, the, it feels like it's interesting because it's like even that I forgot what year that was, but I was when like Moonlight won, I want to say twenty sixteen, yeah, twenty seventeen, one, one of those. those. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but um, when that happened too, like movies like that were like oh like a queer black film that was Mm -hmm. so good and it was a beautiful Mm -hmm. film too like the lighting the colors every like the storytelling the plot like everything about it was a beautiful Mm -hmm. and then it's like when have we gotten that type of movie again to win or be nominated you know and it's like just be recognized exactly and it's like that's how we kind of that's one reason we're really skeptical it's like Mm -hmm. we get like we'll get a like pretty good decent like group of women films nominated or group of poc actors and directors Mm -hmm. nominated for like a year and then or maybe a couple wins for us you know and then down the line the next few years we're like oh this is like really white it's like yeah that's interesting that's crazy or like i don't know it's it that's why we're really skeptical about it it's like we get excited we're like oh look at all these you know and even now it's like there's this bit of excitement because of the few people of color nominated but like we said before it's seven fucking nominations seven total out of the whole yeah out of the whole thing like we just want you guys to sit with that shit like we deserve so much more we do and i just okay i think this is a good time 
Um, and we're coming to a close ish. Yeah. But I think this is a good time to mention the diversity quota that they're putting in yeah. next year. Um, I forgot which year this was announced. It was either 2020 or 2021. They were talking about putting in uh, new diversity and inclusion standards for Best Picture. And I believe it's only just for Best Picture mm-hmm. next year. And I think something I just want to talk about is, is that problematic or is it <laughs> considered a step forward? And so just for a little bit of background, um, so basically these new standards mean that a certain like amount of diversity has to be met for the film to be considered the best picture. I think there's like three different groups, like A, B, C, and they have to meet some like one of those for each one. I can't remember. It's like, it's super specific. Oscar, Oscar rules are super stupid, yeah. stupid specific. And this is like, Ah. anyways <laughs> i have that where i believe it's like part of your main cast has to be has to have at least like well, i think it's like well, two supporting actors or actresses that have to be people of color you have to have people behind the scenes you know it's like that sort of thing where they have to like have someone for each like big area of like mm-hmm. production and then on screen and then post-production and that sort of thing so making sure that there's you know i think it's only like at least one or two person for each one something stupid like that but anyways i just want to talk about (laughs) what what are our thoughts on this and how how is this going to help if if it is (laughs) if if at all if at all um i think at first glance it seems like this great thing it's like oh well that they're changing the quota this is great Mm -hmm. and then and then it's like wait a second (laughs) this seems (laughs) wait a minute something's off here (laughs) Uh, something's fishy um i think like it, because it goes back to the thing about true representation, too. And it's like, are they just going to stuff us in these shitty-ass, mm-hmm. stereotypical roles just to get a quota? Probably. Yeah. They're probably not going to be like, okay, let's write a good, actual, well-rounded character for these people of color. They're going to be like, okay, well, we need two people of color. Let's just get two we see on the street. I hope that's good enough. Yeah. Um, they'll say a few lines and then go home. Mm-hmm. Like That's more likely what they're planning on doing and not actually giving that true representation yeah and i think something i want to point out real quick is um when when i was like looking up the Mm -hmm. the quota and all that sort of stuff there was a washington post article that came up and it they did it where they took the films from the 51 best picture nominees from 2016 to 2021 and they went they put them through the categories and all that sort of thing and i think if you look at just the surface level requirements 31 out of the 51 films still qualify Mm-hmm. But they still concluded at the end, like, even if you didn't do that, generally, all 51 films still, still could have been nominated. <laughs> and I think it just goes to show that I don't, it's not going to make the difference that I think the Academy really wants it. Well, not even the Academy wants it to. I feel like if they really wanted to add in diversity and make it inclusive, mm-hmm. they would put the effort to do that yeah we would have seen some we would have seen better array of nominees this year and we didn't yeah and we didn't and it's just and, and it's like you said it's all just incredibly performative this quota just feels mm-hmm. like putting a blanket over us mm-hmm. to be like oh here you're satisfied you're good you should be fine now and it's like no that's not what we want because then it just you know strips us down to oh you know we only need you for background character okay now we can mm-hmm. be considered or oh we need you to be coffee person okay now it can be considered for best picture and it's really 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 shitty that they're doing that because it's like it's not 
the diversity you think it is and mm-hmm. it's not the diversity that we want and that's not what we're that's not what we're asking for it's it's for us to be better represented because there are even just last year there were a ton of amazing poc films and it's just mm-hmm. we got absolutely shit on you know i think like something i always say for media um especially movies is like don't assume your audience is dumb right mm-hmm. and i think the academy yes they think you're dumb like they think we're dumb <laughs> mm-hmm. not only like do they think we're not gonna dig deep enough and have that like intellect to be like wait this is actually really shallow and performative like mm-hmm. they also like oh shit what was i gonna say fuck i've been doing so good this episode you oh my god so i was doing no. so good um they think we're dumb but they also like hmm. girl what was i saying <laughs> Oh, no. oh my god i'm gonna lose it this is devastating <laughs> i think my acne patches are soaking up my brain <laughs> they're like wah, 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 wah. yeah um oh god it was something good too i swear to god it, it felt like it was going somewhere it was good going somewhere good they think we're done what else hmm. wait we were talking about the academy and being performative yeah um academy being performative how like it's not the representation that they think that we want Quotas, I feel like quotas just aren't it ever, usually. Bro, where was my brain going with that? I don't I know. I felt like... had a good point, I felt too. like it was going really, like, a really good place. No, it was, and I just lost it completely. You guys, you guys have to say, though, I did really good this episode. I was, like, really proud of myself how yeah, good I've been you, doing. I'll give you a little Thank applause you so much. because Bro, you were doing so well. What was it? my brain it sucks because when you try to focus on it your brain's like no i don't want to focus on it it's gonna be when like i least expect it mm-hmm. and then it'll come to me um like looking at my notes if that'll help you know you never know maybe something maybe wait okay i think <laughs> it might have had to do with woman of color too oh oh my god <sighs> hallelujah <laughs> you guys don't know how happy i am so not only do they think like we're not gonna like intellectualize like this is actually shallow and it's performative and it doesn't actually do shit like they don't they also like for so long like going back to like the woman of color we talked about earlier like we never fought for that real representation we never became aggressive or emotional or were you know we we all became so afraid of Mm -hmm. making those mistakes or fucking up or being blackballed and all this shit right and now it's like we're finally starting to be like okay we have to fight for this or we're not fucking going anywhere Mm -hmm. and i think they're not used to that shit so they're they're like expecting us to be stupid and they're expecting us not to fight for it mm-hmm. and that's what i was gonna say that was very good i'm so glad that i came back to you i'm so proud i'm so happy i'm guys. so so happy oh my god, oh my god. I'm, I'm glad i have notes that's, that's all i can say literally notes are a lifesaver <laughs> yeah okay um, we can keep talking well do you want to talk about the quote that you said because i really love that quote I, I'll, I'll read it if you want okay I'll say i honestly forgot that we we were talking about this <laughs> it's and that so I, funny i even said it can i give like the background on it yeah too? of course i'm go gonna get the background yeah. and the quote so basically when nominations hit oh my god twitter was going crazy mm-hmm. i love being on film twitter sometimes but sometimes it's in, it's like okay it's funny to me because like film is how like so many people to me is how so many people feel about like sports or like music yes and mm-hmm. i love music I, and i i i like sports sometimes <laughs> but <laughs> i just don't like get it how you guys get it you know and mm-hmm. like that's okay my my realm is film and that's mm-hmm. okay you know <laughs> um but like 
Oscar season and award season to me is like my Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. that's how I absolutely. that's how I feel. How you guys feel about the Super Bowl is how I feel during award season. So when um like when people found out like the two teams playing for the Super Bowl, like the Chiefs and the Eagles, I know that. See, I know sports. Um <laughs> when people found out that and like that Rihanna was performing, like that's how I felt during award season. Like it was chaos. I was, like, chaotic. Um, and it, it felt that way on Twitter. And so, immediately, me and Kim are messaging each other. We're like, did you see this? What about this? This got stunned. Blah, blah, blah. So, we're talking about nominations. Um, and we're talking about Nope and Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we're talking about basically a lot of things we talked about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim said this wonderful fucking quote. And I'm going to give it to you guys with just a little bit more context. But um, she was basically just... Um, what was I going to say? shit so basically it was a really great quote though and i i oh and then afterwards i was like Kim, that's like amazing quote like i love that she's like we have to talk about this on the podcast and i was like i'm literally going to screenshot this so that we do and i think kim thought i was joking but i was so serious because i when i read that quote in my little twitter dms i was like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever read like it's so true um so anyways i'm gonna read the quote to you guys because i put it on our notes because it's that amazing to me um and i think it just highlights everything we've talked about So she said, it's a vicious cycle, and it's shown in the award nominations, too. On one hand, you have the Fablemans, which was praised for being a movie about loving movies. Then you have Nope, which is a heavy criticism on the movie industry and was heavily misunderstood, and you see nothing in the nominations for it, despite it being Peele's best film. They only love you until it's not convenient. Kim Suyuki, everyone. Let's just... Thank you. I honestly forgot. I take a bow. Take a bow. I fully forgot I said that. I'm gonna be 100. <laughs> percent I, I, because I, I was reading Sadie's notes that she had added, and I was like, "Who the fuck said this?" And then I was like, "Oh." And she reads her name. She's like, "Oh." I was like, "Oh." I shit. said this. I forgot I said that. But I think I, I think it just encompasses everything that we yeah. said. Is like the they only love you till it's not convenient really hit for me because that like it's like we've been saying it's mm-hmm. like they show us so much love one year and it's so like we're like oh my god this is so great and mm-hmm. then we realize it's performative because the next year they show us like no it's back to being mostly white nominations yeah. it's back to we're only awarding white people this year and it's like so when she said that I was like oh like that shit's real like when it's convenient mm-hmm. like I feel like when it was like Black Lives Matter was like trending in quotation mm-hmm, marks or like mm-hmm. stop Asian hate was trending, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it was like that same thing of like, oh, people are posting black squares. We care about black lives. We promise. See, don't you see us posting? And it's like, mm-hmm. what are you actually fucking doing? You do that once and then I never see you do yeah, anything Yeah, and for we it never again. hear you say anything else about like any, you know? And it's, it's really performative and we, th- that's, I don't know. When you said that, I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, whoa, Kim. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, and I just, I feel like it just wraps up everything that we've talked Mm -hmm. about. Like, literally, Nope is such a heavy criticism on the movie industry. And the fact that a person of color wrote, directed it. It was -hmm. was mostly POC-led, you know? It was just... I mean, the movie itself really, like... like you had talked about, I think a little bit. We were might talk about these movies a lot. I'm so sorry. We're we really love going it. To. But um, <laughs> you had talked about like the title cards with you know the horses and the um with with a lot of the other yeah. characters too, and how they weren't seen as important or um mm-hmm. to the to the industry, right? And I think you can relate that all back to people of color and how we're not yeah. we're not really seen as people when it comes to the industries. A lot of times, mm-hmm. it's like fuck, like. And, and it's so weird, like, seeing 
that movie reflected in the award season and in real life and you're like oh like we're really like he wasn't kidding you guys like that was like that that could have been the academy's chance to be like oh like look we see you guys we promise and they didn't take it Mm -mm, they didn't take that at all and then it's just like and i think that's also why we're just so skeptical of Mm -hmm. all of all this because it's just you know one year they could be like yes beautiful Mm -hmm. good job and then the next it's like Mm-hmm. it's like Who the next you? five years they don't fucking care about us yeah and so it's just it's just really frustrating and i just you know and I we just, wanted to share that frustration with you guys yeah because especially especially if you are a woman of color mm-hmm. listening to this and you are also interested in the film industry i feel like it's just a shared frustration of mm-hmm. just but we also that's why we do have such a complicated relationship with award seasons because mm-hmm. on one hand we understand it's so it's seen as this I mean, it's just a really pretentious fucking thing, honestly. Oh, yeah. And so it's seen as this big, like, oh, my God, all the best movies, da, da, da. Like, that's how it's marketed. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it's fucking seen, you know? Yeah. And that's how a lot of people see it. But we want you to take, like, it with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. a lot of the best movies and best actors weren't nominated just because they're people of color. And that yeah. that's... We try to take that with a grain of salt and be, be reminded not to be discouraged because there's still amazing movies being made out there and there's mm-hmm. there's still representation we just we're just gonna have to fight for a little bit more yeah exactly but um yeah i think that's all i have for this episode yeah same oh, that was we we, we hope it. you enjoyed we hope you enjoyed hope us talking shit yeah. about the academy and we'll see if we get blackballed yeah we see if we get canceled after this episode and we'll see we'll see if if you no longer hear from either of us at film plane <laughs> you will know you'll know why hollywood called us up and said um get rid of this hollywood called us up and said shut the fuck up and yeah. you're like oh and we're like okay <laughs> say less they they blackmailed us a bunch of money and so yeah. now we have to keep it quiet so sorry guys, sorry guys but we had to take the money I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well. Anyways. That's it from us today at Filmsplain. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, Filmsplain Pod. Woo! And we also, if you follow our Instagram, you can see our SoundCloud and our Spotify. And yes. we're also going to be on Apple Podcasts very soon. We just have mm-hmm. to get approved and all that sort of stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah. That's this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you. Or, You'll hear us yeah, on the next we'll episode. Be in your ears yeah, in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to tune in. Next one's going to be a more laid back, fun one. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, so we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.